The title of this morning's message is rather long, but we'll try to make it crystal clear so we are uh, all have the same point of view. Becoming part of the divine and mystical realm of the consummated spirit and the pneumatic Christ. That's the first part. And living simultaneously in the physical realm and in the divine and mystical realm. And this is the goal of this series of three messages at this conference that we will be wherever we are, whatever our present situation is, the Lord will care for us in a tender, loving way and give us the impression, I am going to train you and perfect you to live simultaneously in the physical realm through all the ages and stages of your human life on the earth. And simultaneously, you'll be living in the realm of the consummated triune God. You will be living in the all-inclusive Christ wherever you are, whatever you're doing, whatever you're passing through. You're not just there. You are at the same time in the divine and mystical realm, personally and corporately. And the more th this develops in you, the more you will be ready for that moment when the Lord comes secretly to take his bride by rapture. And just this last part about the second part about living simultaneously in the physical realm, in the divine and mystical realm. <clears throat> I just refer again, we only know this second or even third hand, of how our dear brother Watchman Nee finished his course, 20 years of confinement under that kind of government, an anti-God government. If anyone was living in the most difficult aspect of the physical realm for all of these years, he was there. But simultaneously, he was in the divine and mystical realm. And because he was living simultaneously in these two realms, his last written word was, I maintained my joy. Well, it's not likely that any one of us will be in prison for 20 years because we are believers, although it's starting to happen even in this country. It is. But don't be afraid. Wherever we are, we're going to be simultaneously in the divine and mystical realm. So let's look at the first section related to becoming part of the divine and mystical realm. And I find myself quite encouraged by a word such as becoming, and that is I'm in a process. We're all in a process. 
I don't think anyone here is is rapture ready right now who would say I, I, I am I'm mature to the uttermost. I'm ready to go. I think we would honestly say, I love you. I want you to come. Give me a little more time, will you? Just give me a little more time. I just want to be sure. And so we're all in the process. And maybe you got regenerated this year. And you were baptized. And now you are shepherded into the church life. It's, it's not too soon. It's not too late. I'll tell you, when the Lord is functioning toward the end of this age, in his intensified way, he can do, and I use this word deliberately, a tremendous amount of progress, even in a month, even in a year. It's just little by little, day by day. In our experience, we actually become part of the divine and mystical realm of the consummated spirit and the pneumatic Christ. And we'll see in a few minutes, what does it mean to be part of? There must be something much greater than me personally. There must be something way, way beyond just my own uh, individual life. You'll see. We become part of the divine uh, revelation through regeneration by which we were born into the divine and mystical realm. So you were born into this. I think we're clear. This is you were born in your human family. You were born in it. And uh, a little baby, when, when she's born, she doesn't know where she is. But later, and, and I hope, for mother's sake, the first word comes out of her mouth is mama. You know, it would be very endearing to say dad, but let it be mama first. She's the one who paid the greatest price <laughs> in every aspect of it. And then she'll realize there are these big people here. And then I, I see these other people, they're not so big, and you find out you're in a family. Then you realize you're, you're in a neighborhood, and you're in a city, and you're in a state, and you're in a country, and you're in a continent, and you're on the earth. And so it's going to be something similar to that. Gradually, we will come to realize where we are, the realm in which we are. So don't, please don't measure yourself by someone else. Wherever we are in the growth in life, that's where the Lord will minister himself into us because we are in the process. We are growing. We are learning. We are experiencing. That's why I like to say we are ing people, right? We are ing. We are enjoying. We are understanding we are experiencing. Then section B requires a little bit of explanation. And I'll read the first part and then pause for a moment. We become part of the divine and mystical realm by participating of God. I'm pausing here. We participate. We are participating of God's 
God's what? Participating of God's life, God's nature, God's mind, God's being, God's image, God's glory, God's sonship, God's manifestation, and God's likeness. So I'm just stating the fact. You know, I composed outline 10 for message 10 of the most recent semi-annual training on, you know, having the, the right to participate in God's divinity. And the first part of the outline, a rather small part, was on the first part. We have the right. But then the, the content of the outline was on the 10 aspects. And I'm not criticizing anything, I'm just stating the fact. When the message was presented, it was focused on right, right. We have the right, I have the right. And there's a lot of excitement there. Right, right. But when it came to the section on participating of this, participating of that, uh, there was you know, less time. And so under the Lord's leading, I'm just letting you know, within the next few weeks, there will be 10 messages based upon these 10 aspects of participating in God's divinity. And the Lord wills, the Lord enables us to actually, as he has arranged, because I've just learned, we always have to say, my wife and I will be flying to the UK on the 23rd of this month, if God wills. We're still always under the present will of God, but it's since our feeling will be there, there'll be four messages on this, and then we fly through Atlanta to Jacksonville, Florida for the Southeast Blended Conference. And there will be six messages, a total of ten. And there's not going to be a training like this, but there could have been a semi-annual training with twelve messages on each of one aspect. But that's, that's something that can be imparted later in a different way. But I want to emphasize this. The more we participate the more we become. Because we'll become constituted with God's life, nature, and all the other matters. Then C, we become part of the divine and mystical realm by being built up in the body of Christ. Now, point one is going to be, uh, I wouldn't say shocking, but quite uh, surprising. The body of Christ is the divine and mystical realm. It is. And to become part of the divine and mystical realm, which realm is the organic body of Christ, then we need to grow in life and be saved in life to the point where we can testify in the way of life, I know the body of Christ.
And the time will come. Don't worry about when it will come and how it will come. It will come. And you will continue to say, yes, I'm a, I'm a believer. God is the source of faith. He infused faith into me to enable me to believe. So I'm a believer. So that means you personally, you are a believer. Yes, what a blessing. And then you can say, I've been born of God. I'm a child of God. But eventually, you're going you're gonna to learn something about yourself. I am a member of the body of Christ. I'm not just an individual believer. I'm a member. And then this is what is going to begin to dawn on you. I cannot live apart from the all-inclusive Christ. And I cannot live apart from the body of Christ. Because I'm a member. If any part of my body, even my tiny finger on my right hand, it is alive, it's functioning, because... It's part of the body. If it's separated, the body will realize a loss of something, but it doesn't exist. It cannot be. And again, don't try to make something happen. The Lord might give you a simple prayer. Lord, again, please give me the experiences that I need. And Lord, lead me to grow in life until the point I can honestly say, I know the body in life. Not just in doctrine, and even not only in vision, but in life. And then you'll be able to say, I cannot live without the body. And just a very brief testimony. I am here with you, physically alive, because of the life and prayers of the body. Without the body, without the members of the body, without the pray, the prayers of the body, I would not be here. And I realized this. Within moments after the cardiologist, after the examination and the tests, as I mentioned before, he's the one who put in the stents years ago. Okay, that seems to be taking care of your problem. He said, now, that, that time is gone. You need open heart quadruple surgery. And then there was life and peace, and then I realized, this is a body matter. It's a body matter. That's why I contacted the co-workers online toward the end of that training time and see how they felt if they would let the, the saints know that Ron is not here, he's not going to deliver the other two messages and he needs to have this kind of surgery. And then my dear brother Ed wisely pointed out when we pray, we don't just isolate a person that would make him the target of the enemy, but we pray in the context of Christ, the church, and the kingdom. 
then I received emails from so many parts of the country and even of the earth just saying, we're praying. So, of course, the ultimate source is God himself. But the life supply reaches the members of the body through the body. And that's why, to me, it's, it's such a delight to be here with you. And uh, I can honestly say, I love you in truthfulness. I thank you in a way of being honest and genuineness. And, and, and the time will come and you will realize this. And it won't be a threat. It will be a blessing. I am a member of the organic body of Christ. And I cannot live without the body. That is how I, I think I have the assurance inwardly how Brother Nee overcame during those 20 years because he lived in the body, the prayers of the body, the life of the body. But at the same time, he is experiencing life to flow through him into the body. And this will be the indicator to you that you're now in the realm of maturity. And what is it? According to that, the sequence in that old familiar book, 60 or 70 years old, the experience of life. But then the fourth stage, which is the stage of maturity, it begins with knowing the body, this is in the way of life. There's just this inner realization. The life that I was born with, now I realize, was not just a personal life given to me, but it is the life of the body flowing in me. And now I realize I'm as dependent on the body as I am with the triune God himself. And then, 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 then things will be coming developing almost simultaneously. You will be uh, in ascension. You will be reigning. You will be engaged in spiritual warfare. The Lord knows. I just shared this with you. But don't feel sorry. I just follow the leading. My whole being is waiting for the time when the Lord actually has an army in the body on the earth, all over the earth, that finally he can engage in the final spiritual warfare to end this age. He can only go so much with certain fighters, certain ones that, for whatever reason, he brought to maturity to a certain extent. But there's no heroes. But he needs to have a corporate warrior. And it will be almost instantaneously. Once you realize you're in the body, you'll realize I'm, I'm with the body in ascension. I'm reigning with him. Now I'm part of the army. I'm being trained. 
And I don't know if we'll ever have a semi-annual training on spiritual warfare. I don't want to get ahead over the Lord because I know even after giving one message about this, there's an intense attack again. But we're not afraid of that because we're speaking the message from within the body. And so this is why I'm emphasizing this matter here, that we need to become the part of the divine and mystical realm by becoming experientially part of the body. Then the more we realize that a living member of the body will realize I'm part of the divine and mystical realm, and that will be a cycle. The more I'm in this realm, the more I'm in the body, the more I'm living in the body, the more I'm in this realm. So the body of Christ is the divine and mystical realm, and the more we are in the reality of the body of Christ, the more we are in the realm of the divine and mystical realm. I received a very touching uh, email early this morning from one of the many that uh, saw Ron sitting over there. and He wasn't kind of running away, so maybe I could talk to him for a minute and a half. And I just enjoyed each one. I'm not asking you to come. I, I can't be here for the next 18 hours, you know, <laughs> maybe half an hour, but not that. And then th she said that you know, what I asked you about, what uh, you, you, you spoke to me about, now I'm asking you, is there anything that I need to, to, to pray? Anything that you're struggling with? It was so touching. Because this is the mutual care. You don't think, oh, Brother Ron, he helped me, but oh, I cannot help Brother Ron. Who am I? Well, forget about the who is Ron. What is Ron? Member of the body. What am I? A member of the body. So we need one another. And uh, get ready for this. For the Lord to care for you and supply life to you through any other member of the body. Maybe through one of them that you just had inwardly a difficult problem relating to. And the Lord would say, well, I'm going to flow out through him or through her. But if you really know you're living in the body, you will honor and respect every member of the body and love every member on the same degree. Two, the believers are blended into one entity to be the mystical body of Christ. So I hope you had at least a little bit of blending, that you didn't just only go to those that you knew, that even if for a few minutes where you're sitting, you know, just find out who is two or three seats around, just where they're from. You're not, you're not curious but we don't want this just to be a word, blending. That blending is what brings us into the reality of the body. So now we come to section two. And uh, directly back 
to Matthew 24, as I mentioned in the beginning. Quote, at the time, two men will be in the field. One is taken and one is left. Two women will be grinding at the mill. One is taken and one is left. And may I just request that you don't allow the thought to come in, oh, yeah, I know this. And, Ron, you already shared something about this. Well, okay, you know something, you heard something. But in this section, please let the Lord speak to you. Let the Lord shine into you so that what we're going to cover here is something that's going to become real and experiential and practical to you from now until the time the Lord comes. The two men and the two women represent the living believers at the time of the Lord's second coming. We know that the majority of the believers by the end of this age will have passed away. And what is called the man-child, to be exact, that refers to all the overcoming saints who passed away. They're part of the man-child. They will be resurrected and then manifested as the overcoming ones. But the minority compared to 2,000 years of the church existence, the living ones, these verses are about this. And I'm, I'm fully aware that certain theologians, especially the Calvinists and those from Reformation theology, they don't believe in this. This is there's no such thing as a rapture, and and there's no point in trying to argue with them. You just say whatever you want. The more you say it, the stronger I will speak about the truth of it. And the time will come when you're surprised that you're you're getting these reports and you're getting these emails and your texts. So-and-so's gone. Well, okay. Then another one. He's gone. She's gone. They're gone. Then you find out there's at least 144,000 that were here yesterday and they're gone now. Well, will you now accept the fact there was such a thing as rapture? Uh, and you'll have your turn at the end of the Great Tribulation. And the Lord won't allow us, if we're mature, to say anything sarcastic. You know, I'm not going to be able to say, uh, have a happy time. <laughs> Bye-bye. No, that's a sign of immaturity. <laughs> we, don't, we don't speak that to, to anybody. And so, the, these points are based and the truth is always, but the Lord wants to apply it to each one of us personally. 
And then when we come to section three, we'll see something even more crucial. Even if we're very clear about what these verses in Matthew 24 are revealing, if this is to actually become part of our living and being, then we need to go on to the third section. So B, to be taken is to be raptured before the great tribulation. And just please allow me to, to repeat. In the book of Daniel, there's this prophecy that talks about 70 weeks. But in the Old Testament, in this context, the word weeks is not referring to seven days of a week. A week is a period of time. So a week was seven years. And so there are three stages of the fulfillment of that prophecy. And I won't go through the first two stages except to know by the time that the Lord came by incarnation, 69 weeks were, have taken place. Now there's a gap in time in the present age. And a certain event must take place and then that 70th week, the seven years will start. So what needs to happen? And that's why, to a certain extent, as the Lord is leading in the ministry of prayer, there's a praying, Lord, if you are to come back, the prophecies have to be fulfilled. And the prophecies are not just fulfilled just on one side from God. He needs our prayers to pray for the fulfillment of the prophetic words in the Bible. So, Lord, there's a prophecy that the temple will be rebuilt in Jerusalem. But you know what kind of structures are there. And so, do what you need to do to clear the temple mount. And this is going to happen. You're going to wake up or you're going to find out when you can check on your phone or, or on your I mean, amazing, you know, uh, way of knowing things, and you find out there was a terrible earthquake, and all these things have been demolished. Hundreds of uh, determined Jewish believers are there shouting, let's build. We prepared everything. They prepared everything possible. They just need a red presser, red, so in order to have the, the amount. Well, when that happens, then surely all the Arabic-speaking countries are going to say, how dare you come to that holy place that belongs to us? So then a leader in the government of Israel will make a covenant with a powerful leader in Europe who has not yet been manifested, but he may be growing up somewhere right now because he will be eventually become the Antichrist after he has been apparently assassinated and has a counterfeit resurrection. And so that covenant will be made. 
and surely it will be announced, then you will realize the 70th week has started. You will know three and a half years the Lord will come secretly to rapture the, a certain number of the believers on the earth. That's what's going to happen. And uh, we don't know when this could be. World situations can change much quicker than in our own personal life. A lot can happen. And I just wonder, I don't want to stir up your mind around this. Why is the Lord allowing this war between Russia and Ukraine? And the reaction to NATO, is the Lord beginning to open the way for the recovery of the Roman numeral empire to fulfill the prophecy in Daniel 2? And is he preparing a very dynamic person that will come? This could happen in weeks, in months. And so the Lord wants to have and needs to have, and we should desire to have the readiness that, oh no, I've got three and a half years. Oh, what am I going to do? Well, this is still in the age of grace. The Lord will shepherd you, but he can only do so much in three and a half years. I suggest you start preparing yourself now. And many of you have been preparing yourself for quite a while because I'm not prophesying, but we're nearing the end of this age. And so they're taken before the great tribulation. And so this means they will be raptured toward the end of the first three and a half years because all the living overcomers are going to still be here. Because there is an, I wouldn't say false, but uh, an inaccurate teaching that every believer on the earth will be raptured before the great tribulation begins. And uh, they're going to be disappointed when they find out that, uh, and those that were teaching, and the professors that were teaching, they will face the Son of Man and he will say, it's because of your false teaching that millions of people were not, didn't have the way to prepare for my coming back. Don't you remember what was written in the book of James? There shouldn't be many teachers. Be very careful because teachers will be judged more severely than the others. And you're teaching people, oh, it's not this, it's not that. You don't have a human spirit. The spirit and the soul are the same, blah, blah, blah. Well, you are, this is not just a personal belief you have. You're affecting the lives of hundreds, even thousands of people. And believe me, I know the responsibility I have every time I stand here to say something. But I have no choice because this is the sovereign God's arrangement for the time being. And so we go on now with 1 and 2 under B. In Matthew 24, 40 to 41, refers to the secret rapture. The rapture of the ready ones, the mature ones. Wasn't it precious to sing that hymn? 
13, 14. Oh, what an hour sweet when bride and bridegroom meet and love surpassing comprehend. We just have a simple prayer. Lord, make, please make me a ready one. Don't, don't, the enemy sometimes tries to interfere with our personal prayers. He would say, oh, Ron, don't, don't pray. Lord, make me a ready one. That's selfish. That's selfish. Well, I know who's really selfish. I'm going to say, okay, if I pray to the Lord, Lord, make me ready to be raptured alive. And that's selfish. Okay, you evil one, then just listen to me pray in a selfish way. I'm going to pray stronger now. Lord, do what you need to do to make me rapture ready. And I'm going to pray for my wife and for my family and the saints and the church where I am and all the saints in the Lord's recovery. Make us rapture ready. Because the enemy robbed a long time when I would try to pray personal things and he would say, no, no, you need to deny yourself and don't pray anything about yourself. And then it was just robbing me of that. But eventually, you know, he got a, a punch. <laughs> and that's only the beginning. Okay. And so, to be rapture ready. The mature ones. And so that's why there was a burden recently to a certain extent released in certain places about maturity. And I don't know if you remember, this was the first time I came to a meeting and spoke anything during the recovery from the heart surgery on October 9th. And there was one of the memorial meetings for our dear brother Benson. And we were just asked to speak five minutes each. And the only thing I had to say was, Benson was a pattern of a brother in maturity. He, he, and the reason he could serve and function in this way in Russia for a long time and elsewhere because he's an example of growing in life to maturity. This is the Benson Phillips I know. I appreciate his work. I appreciate his fellowship. I appreciate his leadership. But I appreciate much more all that he passed through from the time he was in his early 20s. when I mean, he had this serious physical condition the doctor said, in a few years, you'll be in a wheelchair. But the Lord maintained him for 50 years. And here is someone, a sinner saved by grace, just like all of us. And he reached maturity, but not just at the very, very end, but reached maturity well before the end, so that the Lord has a way to shepherd so many others, to minister life to them. And this is just a normal prayer, but a personal prayer. Lord, do what you need to do for me to grow to maturity as soon as possible. 
when you had children and they were 12, you have a girl who is 12, she's a girl, how many years must, will it take before she's a young woman? 70 years? 40 years? 25 years? Between 12 and 18, or 12 even in 25. That's 13 years. To me, this is a pattern. It doesn't take that long to reach maturity. So we just ask the Lord. We just want to grow in life normally to reach maturity for the building up of the body and the preparation of the bride. The difference between the one who is taken and the one who is left is in the maturity of life. One is living in the divine and mystical realm and the other is not. That's just a fact. And we're not here examining anybody else. We're not trying to guess, okay, okay, uh, you know, you're very active in the church life and you're faithful coming to the meetings, but you're not mature. Well, if you're saying that, that's a sign that you are not mature. Because if you are not mature, you would never have that feeling. You would never say that about anyone because, that, because that's a kind of criticism and judgment. And it's also an aspect of exalting yourself. You just realize... If you have some discernment, then you just pray. Then you just minister. You just serve. And just pray for their growth in life. Lord, whatever is holding them back, just do what you need to do. We know what's in their heart. They want to be among the overcoming ones. They want to grow to maturity. You know what's deep within them. They've been faithful here for so many years. You know the, the perception is right. They haven't been growing for years, even for decades. But it's not too late, Lord. It's not. I don't care how old they are, what their health is. It's not too late for anyone. Lord, do what you need to do to bring this dear sister, this brother to maturity. And he will. And then the sign of maturity is that that of living in the divine and mystical realm. Okay, see, the Lord's word in Matthew 24, 40 through 42 shows us that as we are waiting for his coming and expect to be raptured, we need to be faithful in our daily duties living a properly balanced human life while simultaneously living in the divine and mystical realm of the consummated spirit and the pneumatic Christ. So I just want to focus a little bit on the first part of this point. These verses show us that as we are waiting for his coming and expect to be raptured, we need to be faithful in our daily duties, living a properly balanced human life. Because 
the illustration was uh, the two men, they were not sitting down under a tree, uh, pray reading and studying the life study of Second Chronicles. And, uh, and even while they're on their, on their job, on their desk, when they kind of do this during their work hours at times. No, they're just an ordinary day doing what a proper human being would be doing. What, you're still doing laundry? Don't you think the Lord is coming? You're still having to do the dishes? Dear, you're still, marrying, you're still preparing soup for me every lunch? Don't you know we're going to be raptured? Am I going to need soup in the kingdom? No. We're, we're together. We have to live a normal human life in every stage. And so, but simultaneously, while you're doing whatever you need to do in your daily living, whatever it is, um, even if you're reading, either even to a little child you have or a grandchild, you're just reading, you know, one of these books, uh, when so-and-so uh, got this, and you're reading it again, and uh, you know that it's a favorite book for this little girl, and so you're kind of bored by this, you're reading it, and so you skip the page, and then she says, Grandma, you missed a page. <laughs> and so, so you're reading, so-and-so did this. You're just being a, a grandma. Is it, isn't it delightful being a grandparent because you can enjoy the kids and then you give them all back to their parents. It's your responsibility. We're, we're just enjoying them. <laughs> and so even in something like that, while you're reading so-and-so went to this, at the same time, you're in the divine and mystical realm. Whatever it is. And that is why this particular, these verses are to me so enlightening. So the difference between, I'm repeating, I know, between the one who was taken and the one who was left is in the maturity of the one, maturity of life. One is living in the divine and mystical realm and the other is not. And so if we want to be among those that are the living overcoming ones and are raptured according to Revelation 14. We need to be living simultaneously in these two realms. And the Lord is speaking to us. He knows many of us long to be a living overcoming one at the end. We want to be raptured with the living overcomers. And now he's giving us the opportunity to receive light and life and truth to motivate us to seek him and pray and open to him. I say this again and again. Lord, by your mercy, I hold nothing back from you. I give you access to every part of my being. Please do what you need to do to make me rapture ready.
This is my personal request as your brother, as your sister. Father, this is my request as your child. And you just have the sense, this is what's on the Father's heart also for you. But you need to cooperate with me, and I'm opening the way, and I'll show you even more details as the Lord leads in the future conferences. Just how to be living in this way. And so, again, we need to be faithful in our daily duties, living a properly balanced human life while simultaneously living in the divine and mystical realm. Now, if you want to, you can send me a text, what is a properly balanced life? I'm not asking you, but if you want to do it, you're free to do it or give an answer. I have no idea what is a balanced life for you. I'm finding out for myself what is a balance of life I need to do. But I know it includes things like this. And um, I need help with this, and I have this help every day. I need a healthy food diet. I need to physically exercise every day. I need, with you, I need to walk 15 minutes now. I need 15 minutes here. Morning and afternoon, then in the evening, you need to walk more. Then you're reminding me, oh, don't you remember when you were in the cardio rehab thing? Don't you have some hand weights? Yes. You need to do them every other day. And you need to be pulling like this. You need this. These, maybe you don't, you know, you don't need to go home now and start lifting this, you don't need this, your heart is very healthy. So what is balanced for an older person like me is not the same as you. But, but the Lord is very wise at balancing us. And he'll know, you know, when you need rest. That you, you work, 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 and even your disposition is such. Okay, th- th- but there has to be, that's why there was a Sabbath So the Lord knows how to balance all of us. And so, okay, if if you're right me, I'll just say uh, the answer is with another person. Just ask him, not only what it is, just ask, especially God the Father, just just balance my my life. Just, Just do it for me. Especially the Father is very, very good at this in training his children and disciplining them. Okay. Then D, if we are to be raptured before the great tribulation, we must live spontaneously in the physical realm and in the divine and mystical realm and also abide in the Lord. I wrote this in as a segue, that is the transition into the next point. Because during the Chinese speaking conference earlier this year, and my wife and I were, were watching it in my 
my room in building eight. And then the brothers asked, her, would you give a, a final word for 15 or 20 minutes? You know, you know, and I'm, I'm just ain't not able to speak Chinese, you know. And this we know, you know, we'll, we'll just have a stand-up uh, translation. And then it was just before that that the Lord shined on me in a particular way. And that's the verse that's in Roman numeral 3, 1 John 2, 28. Abide in him so that if he is manifested, we may have boldness and not be put to shame from him at his coming. So because prior to this, I was just focused on maturity, maturity. If I'm mature, then I'm rapture ready. I'm not like the one that wasn't mature, who was left. I'm mature. But then the Lord, through our dear apostle John, 90 plus, I just enjoy thinking about that and saying that. He was at the peak in his 90s. And uh, I hope it's okay. This is a little secret. I don't know why this happened. But, but, but you know, sisters, especially experienced sisters, they can be quite perceptive. And this is about five years ago. Uh, and she was there with her husband. And she just briefly came to where I was and said, Ron, you need to live well into the 90s. Then she walked away. <laughs> so now my request is, pray for what you asked me to do. Because <laughs> it's not up to me, okay? And then I realized there's another aspect. Because I'm not going to refer to something specific. And if I have to give... Uh, an illustration of something negative, it, it, it can't be anybody else. It just has to be my own in a general way. I would just say even last week, last week, if the Lord came to rapture me at certain times, he would not have taken me because it may have been for a short period of time, I was just not abiding in him. I was not in the spirit. I was in myself or something in, in the flesh, whether it's, a, you could say, positive flesh or whatever it is, or I'm just uh, inwardly, you know, subjective. And then I didn't even know he came. And then now, even as I'm sharing this, this uh, uh, has quite an effect. When the Lord comes... Whether I'm mature or not, am I abiding in you? Because he made it very clear. You don't know when I will come, at what time, how he will come, where you will be, what you will be doing. And John emphasizes this. And I just want to read the verse again to emphasize it. Abide in him. So that if he is manifested, that means when he's coming, to make himself known, we may have boldness 
maybe sometime there'll be a message on the use of the word boldness in First John. He even says in one aspect, if you really have love for the Lord and love for one another in the same love, when you stand before the Lord for judgment, there will be boldness because you'll realize I've got the basis to stand before him without any fear. And it's the same with this. If you're abiding, there's not going to be a, a, a natural boldness. There'll just be a kind of confidence. Lord, I'm abiding with you. If you were to come right now, I would be raptured. But maybe 37 minutes later, I'm just at a red light, and I don't like the person who has had so slow reflexes, so now I'm there for two and a half minutes, and I'm just grumbling about it. And the Lord said, I think I'll come now. And Ron has no idea, okay? He, he got the green arrow, but he missed the rapture. I, don't you prefer a rapture over a green arrow or anything like that, what it signifies? Okay, now some definitions here. A, to abide in Christ is to dwell in him. To remain in fellowship with him so that we may experience and enjoy his abiding in us. Now I'd like to point out something. Uh, in First John, I read the First uh, John chapter two. I read verse twenty-eight about abiding. But listen to the first and last part of verse twenty-seven. And as for you, the anointing which you have received from Him abides in you, and toward the end, even has been wrought into you, abide in him. So the anointing is the spirit moving and working within you. And what the indwelling, functioning spirit is doing is to train us to abide. And this is what the spirit does. And because it's the anointing, it's the Spirit moving in us. And when you have time, you might want to read a little footnote on verse 20. Verse 20 says, And you have an anointing from the Holy One, and all of you know. And so then, how do we know whether or not we're abiding? Well, we have the anointment, the anointing, the moving of the Spirit. And this is what he does. And that is to give us the sense in our spirit concerning where we are deep within. Is there peace? Is there joy? Or is there anxiety? Is there fear? Whatever it is. That the spirit gives us some indicators of where you are. And so, if, if I'm just doing what I need to do, but inwardly, I'm just, just something uneasy. 
in my being, what is that? Well, then I realize if you open to the Lord to say, Lord, what is going on? Then the Lord indicates, Ron, the Spirit is letting you know where you are. You're not abiding in me right now. And I am praying, and the Spirit is functioning for you to know where you are, that you will just come back and exercise your spirit. And so no one can do this on your behalf. This is why we need the basic truth lessons in certain ways again, but in a deeper way of living according to the sense, the sense of life, the sense of the spirit. But, and I have to just honor the Lord because this is flowing out unprepared. But there is a big barrier in the lives of many dear saints in their daily living because they're living by the wrong tree. They're living by right and wrong. Right and wrong. And when they feel they're right, then they're quite bold and they're confident. And then they can do what they think is necessary. It's right. And the Lord may say, well, you are right as far as being correct, but you are in death. Because you're not, you don't have the sense of the tree of life. If you are experiencing and living by the tree of life, not by right and wrong, not by good and evil, but by the divine life flowing in you, and so maybe you are right according to what is right and wrong, but you're not in the spirit, and you, you would have no awareness of the rapture would come because you're not abiding in the Lord. You're living by right and wrong. And I'm, I'm just, uh, I, I cannot refer to any particular examples that in recent years, they just, they didn't ask for it. They just cried out, to me and some others, there's some serious problems in families and situations that involved uh, money, that involve legal things. And they're just fighting according to right and wrong. Even bring something to the, to the court, to a judge, instead of bringing it to the Lord. No, we want this. We don't want you to have that. This belongs to me. And then the saints come to the Lord's table, not, re not realizing where they are, in a very different situation. Some, some have been trained to be living by the tree of life. And you just have the sense, Lord, this is the situation. I feel I have to, to bring this to court. Then you just stop. And the Lord said, not with me. You know you don't have the peace. But actually, you don't, you don't want to really know what it is. That's why you won't stop and just be an open vessel to me and allow me to shepherd you because you're so strong about what you think is right and your disposition has not yet been touched and dealt with and you're well into your age group. 
that I still love you, I'm still shepherding you, but I need your cooperation. I need your coordination. Because I may be speaking, I'm speaking about this now. I think while I'm speaking now, I'm abiding in the Lord. Where will I be abiding at uh, 6.18 this afternoon? Where will I be abiding when I'm lighting on the bed about go, going to sleep around 11.11? We don't know when the Lord will come. And just this realization, Lord, do what you need to do to train me to live a life of abiding in you. Being mature is not enough. So one, to abide in Christ is to live in the divine trinity. Two, to abide in Christ is to abide in the Son and in the Father. This is to remain and dwell in the Lord. And there it is, John 15 again, abide in me. And I'm repeating again deliberately from last night. I just read this simple word a few days ago from Brother Lee. When you start a new day, when I'm waking up gradually, my mind can be very active. And the enemy is there to some extent. But just this simple matter, when we're waking up, then inwardly, Lord, Lord, oh Lord, save me today. What a wonderful way to begin the day turning our heart and just calling on the Lord inwardly. You know, maybe may, may your, 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 your wife or your husband is still asleep. You don't want to wake up everyone else in the house or someone nearby, but just inwardly. Then how sweet to end the day with, thank you, Lord. Lord, I ask you, even now, when I'm still awake, is there anything I need to clear up? I want to end this day in peace. Thank you, Lord, for being the reality of the peace offering. And Father, just guide and perfect us in this way. And so I just don't have the full utterance. I hope that the Spirit would speak much more. Abide in me. When I come, abide in me. But when he comes and we're not abiding in him, we will be put to shame. And I know that. doesn't matter how long I've been in the Lord's recovery. It doesn't matter how much I've grown in life. If I'm not abiding in the Lord when he comes, I will be put to shame. Instead of being raptured, I would just be shameful. And then I realize I have to remain the next three and a half years. And that's what I deserve. I wasn't abiding. And I have more responsibility than you because I'm speaking about abiding and the Lord is concerned, okay, you did what I put it in your spirit to do, but what about you? Abide in me. Again and again, abide in me. Abide in me. I would just say, Lord, if necessary, say that to me a hundred times a day. Abide in me. I need help. We all need help.
Then three, to abide in Christ is to abide in the fellowship of the divine life and to walk in the divine life so that that is to abide in the divine light. This is another indication, an indicator. From First John, verses 2 and 3 are about fellowship, and verses 6 and 7 about the truth, and walking in the light, as he, God, is in the light, and you have fellowship with one another. And so to walk in the light and to be light is an indicator that we are abiding in the Lord because the Lord is light. He said, I am the light. I'm the way, the truth, and the light. Life, but I'm light, he said elsewhere. And if we are abiding in him and we're walking in the light, that means in our practical, actual daily living, we are in the light. The light is the indicator You are abiding in the Lord because God is light and the light is manifested in his Son who is now the life-giving spirit mingled with your regenerated spirit and you are abiding in him and and you know because the light is shining. And this will be a characteristic of the living overcomers. They will become light itself just shining within. Now we finish my portion here. When the Lord comes back, we must be found abiding in him. I just want to say this personally. When the Lord comes back, I must be found abiding in him. In 1 John 2, 28, the pronoun he refers definitely to Christ the Son, who is coming. The Son is the embodiment of the triune God, inseparable from the Father and the Spirit. If we do not abide in the Lord according to the anointing, we will be put to shame at his coming. We, we need this faithful word from the Lord. If I didn't have this section... And I have to stand before the Lord to say, why did you hold back? Now you're responsible for their situation because you didn't help them. You didn't speak to them. And they can say, I never heard this. I didn't know this. I never read about this. I never got a message from this. This is like what he had to say to Ezekiel. The blood will be on your hands if you will not speak what I told you to speak. But if you speak, then it's up to them. But I'm not just doing this out of duty. I'm doing this out of loving concern for all of us. That I couldn't just stop with maturity when I realized I myself am learning to abide. And I need to share with, I'm learning that we can all learn together. And we can encourage one another and support one another. I mean this. Because we don't want to be put to shame. Rather, we want to be joyful and enter and to be glorified as his bride. Then my last point in the last minute, you'll have about 27 minutes to share things.
we need your portion. You may be over there, but you've got a, a portion no one else has. We must abide in the Lord according to the inward anointing so that we may have confidence, boldness, and assurance before him in his presence at his appearing and not be put to shame away from him. This may be rather surprising, these words. According to the inward anointing, so that we may have confidence. Confidence in the Lord. Wouldn't you like to have confidence? Not in yourself, that has to be dealt with. Boldness. I can come forward through the Holy of Holies. I have the ground to do it. I'm in the Lord, and the Lord is in the Father. So I am in the Father by being in the Son, and He's in me, and I'm one with Him. Nothing holds back. And have assurance before Him. I believe all of us would the same. None of us right now has the assurance of what will be the outcome when we stand before the judgment seat of Christ. We do not have the assurance of what will be our situation when he comes to rapture his bride. But now we're learning here, the open door is opened, that we can be trained to live a life of abiding in the Lord along with our maturation in the Lord. And more and more we will have confidence boldness, and assurance. But we have this while we're abiding. When we're not abiding, we have none of this. Rather, we, we're worried, we're anxiety, we, we don't know what to do. No boldness. We're very reluctant. No assurance. Rather, just, I don't know what to do, Lord. But we're a different being when we are abiding in the Lord. Because in so doing, we are abiding in the process and consummated spirit and the all-inclusive Christ. So this is my final word. Let us all pray personally that we will grow in life to maturity and that we will all be trained to abide in the Lord so that when he comes, he will find us all abiding in him. And the result will be we're not left on the earth, but we're raptured to the throne. Thank the Lord. Praise him. Please pray for a little less than a minute, and the brothers will call for the speaking. Follow the anointing within and share your portion for about a minute, okay? Pray and then speak. <laughs> 